by virtue of our willingness to to go out into the state and deliver a product meant that that a competitive alternative was coming to the community. Hello and welcome to the Community Broadband Bits podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. This is Lisa Gonzalez. In this interview, Chris speaks with Dave Muschamp, President and CEO of Georgia Public Web. Georgia Public Web is an extensive network that weaves across the state. It provides special services to businesses and other entities in places where traditional large-scale providers don't venture. The nonprofit network has operated quietly for years and even branches out into locations in nearby states. Dave describes their approach and how they've enabled economic development opportunities in once-ignored areas of Georgia. He provides some insights that have contributed to the organization's success. Check out their website for more at gapublicweb.net. Now here are Chris and Dave Muschamp from Georgia Public Web. Welcome to another edition of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. I'm Chris Mitchell. Today I'm speaking with David Muschamp, the president and CEO of Georgia Public Web. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. David, let me start by asking you, what is Georgia Public Web? Uh, Georgia Public Web is is a an inter-exchange and competitive local exchange carrier, primarily based in Georgia, but also certified in Florida, Alabama, and Tennessee. And and it strikes me that it's not like your typical kind of CLEC um, and, and company. Can you tell us a little bit about what makes you unique? Well, we are unique in that um, we have our own network, uh, roughly 3,500 miles uh, in Georgia, and we're owned by 31 municipalities and one county government, so 32 owners, most of them uh, provisioners of electric service and other utilities in their communities who, uh, at a period in the mid-90s, elected to pursue telecommunications actually as a means of getting technology more rapidly deployed to their communities, which were primarily in rural Georgia, if you will, and um, doing it from an economic development standpoint. And so that makes you a a nonprofit, right? We are a nonprofit uh, by virtue of being owned by uh, city governments, yes. And what kind of services do you provide um, as Georgia Public Web? Actually, we we have very small product selection. We're commercial only, in other words, uh, delivery to businesses, and that is uh, large data and internet transport, both long and short haul. So we've we've identified a unique niche, if you will, in in the Georgia telecommunications marketplace. And so if I'm, a, if I'm a city that is involved in telecommunications, how might I be interfacing with you on, on average? Uh, you could be using our network for transport of your local services uh, across the state or out of state or accessing the Internet, the cloud, if you will, by virtue of our network. So this is, I just find this so fascinating because this is something we've seen in um, a couple of communities in one or two states starting to move toward. 
but you guys have been doing it for a very long time down there. Um, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about what lessons you may have learned along the way. Um, can you? I know you haven't been around since the beginning, but um, as I understand it, things improved um, a lot more once you came in. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you focused on when you started with Georgia Public Web. Actually, I joined the company in 2002. It had received its uh, certification from the state of Georgia uh, in late 2001. So we really had just, uh, we had 1,500 miles of network, uh, of which only half of that was lit. And we really had not deployed a business plan. Uh, I joined the company primarily, actually I don't mind saying I I had almost 30 years with Southern Bell and Bell South, and I was brought on primarily to drive, provide leadership and to drive the revenue equation. You can't just build a network like most of the dot-coms did and expect people to come. So we worked very hard at building customer relationships and driving the revenue equation. And we did that primarily by uh, viewing everything as a as a business case decision. And so I'm I'm curious what that means in terms of of building relationships. I mean, what what constitutes building relationships in ways that people might not immediately realize? Our customer set is large customers. Um, we don't do residential, and we don't do necessarily transactional business. We're working with pretty sophisticated network type. In, in businesses that um, are, are managing their corporate resources. They want someone that's knowledgeable. They want a network that is efficient and re- reliable and responsive to their needs, and they want someone that can guide them towards their, their business goals. And that's you find that more, Chris, in a relationship-type business than you do in just what I call the transactional equations. Okay, that makes sense. But I guess one of the questions I have is, what can you point to that's made Georgia a better state because of Georgia Public Web? One example would be one of our larger customers that that we worked with for a number of years. And not only were we able to save them money, but we were also able to be responsive to their business goals and to help them grow their business. And uh, I I think early on that the Georgia Public Web primarily was designed to to fill an economic development gap in Georgia. And that gap is that the smaller communities, just by virtue of, of, of the math, were not beneficiaries of state-of-the-art technology coming to their communities. Quite frankly, the local telephone companies um, were investing in the larger markets where they could get higher returns on their capital investments, and we both know that that telecommunications is a capital-intensive business. So by virtue of our willingness to, to go out into the state and deliver a product meant that that a competitive alternative was coming to the community. When you don't have a monopoly and there is some competition, then prices are eventually going to go down 
service is going to get better and the technology is going to be deployed more rapidly. And and I think that's what Georgia Public Web was was able to do in the initial stages. And and then you saw more uh, businesses uh, deploying. You saw the um, the cable companies beginning to deliver the internet products. So we we've got more competition in Georgia as a result of companies like Georgia Public Web being willing to invest in Georgia. And so it seems like, if I understand this correctly, that you really give communities more options uh, because I think some of the the, comp- the municipalities that own you, they already provide service to businesses. Um, but if there was another community that wanted um, to have a high-quality service that wasn't available currently, uh, you might be able to come in and provide that. Am I understanding that right? Well, I don't know if we give them more options. Chris, the fact that we give them one option is more than most communities get. And uh, as I said, we only have two products, but we do a very good job with the products that we have. And, you know, we're, we're continuing to invest in our network and upgrade. And, and one of the, the biggest things that we did was to make our network diverse and, 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 and redundant, if you will. Uh, and it, when we first started out, it wasn't that way. And we realized for for us to grow, for the product to be more valuable to our existing and future customers, that we had to protect our services. Uh, hence, we we deployed rings, and you know we we've gone from an original type of technology to newer technology. So we we continue to improve our product. We just haven't delivered any more products, if you will. We've, we've chosen to focus on this niche that we have in the state. And do you serve um, only within those 31 municipalities that own you, or do you do some extra things uh, aside from working just with those folks? Not all of the communities uh, that own us invested in telecom networks. Uh, initially, a number, quite a number of them did. We classify that as our member government section, but we uh, serve other local governments and state government. Uh, we um, serve carriers, and we serve private enterprise accounts. And, and what happens with the, uh, the net income that you generate, what, what in the private sector you'd call profit? Well, as you know, the... Uh, Telecommunications is is a capital intensive business, so the preponderance of the of the positive earnings goes back into the network, and we fortunately are re- able to return um, a certain amount to our member owners. And I guess the one of the the big questions in my mind for our audience comes down to. You know, if you were running this and it was a, a private company um, as opposed to being a nonprofit, if it was a profit-focused company, um, I'm just curious how, how it might be different in terms of, of what it might charge the municipalities. I guess, are they getting a better deal because they own this and run it as a nonprofit? Well, they're getting a return on their investment, but uh, you, uh, I, I don't know that it's really from a business standpoint, if you're running it like a business where... Um, you know, we're not a nonprofit in the in the. Uh, you know, we are from a tax code, from an IRS standpoint, 
Um, yes, those tax dollars allow us to plow um, you know, some of the tax savings, if you will, back into the company. Um, that, that, that's the purpose of that. But I don't know that you run it any differently. I mean, every business is out there trying to survive. So um, are they getting better prices? Uh, they're they're getting the um, I would say the, the the similar pricing that uh, that our other customers are getting. You know, the better the company does, uh, the more financially solvent that we are. We're able to um, reduce our margins and and deliver that pricing not only to members and but to to our other customers as well. The the members benefit really from as a, as a positive return on our uh, investments as well. If tomorrow Georgia Public Web was dissolved and the communities had to try to find a way using just the other companies that were out there to reproduce your services, I would guess they'd probably have to pay a lot more than they are today. You know, we're not necessarily at this point of the GPW life cycle that we're the only provider to our member owners out there. Um, for their own protection, they they have different suppliers as well to diversify their networks. That's the good thing I think that we've we've noticed in the state of Georgia. Um, fortunately for us, while there have been attempts, if you will, uh, to eliminate competition legislatively, they haven't been successful in the state of Georgia, and that's enabled some of the smaller companies to to thrive and survive and, uh, uh, and, and to offer alternatives to, to communities and specifically outside the metro Atlanta area, which uh, by most grace would be classified as rural. Well, I think one of the, the key lessons that comes out of this is even if uh, you form a nonprofit in the telecommunications sector, you have to be prepared to run it very similarly to a private company that's, that's focused on making the best business decisions to make sure you, you're able to thrive in this um, basically atmosphere. I agree with you 100%. It, if, it, if it were easy, then everybody would do it, wouldn't they? Uh, yes. You know, you're... you're you really need to understand what uh, uh, profit or or nonprofit, uh, what your company's mission statement is, what your value proposition is, and how that differentiates you from your competitors. Back to your early question about uh, how how differently would you run it? I wouldn't run it any differently. Uh, you know, you're you're still gonna look for talented people, and you're gonna allow them to to do what they do best and to do it often and do it early on. I, I guess the key is to make sure that all employees, regardless of what their contribution to the business is, to be revenue focused. Um, a lot can be said about service. Service is very important, but your company simply will not survive without customers and without a revenue stream. So all employees need to be focused on that revenue proposition, particularly in the smaller companies, because now you're you're going up against some giants um, in the telecommunications field, and they're very, very aggressive and have many more resources than you do and can compete um, very effectively with you. So make sure that you take a business case uh, approach to, to all financial decisions. Don't guess. Don't take something on a whim. Uh, get the facts and study and yeah, you're going to take risk, but we like to say that the the risks that we take are, are, are calculated risks. 
I think it's important that you have meaningful measurements. Um, that's one thing for my Bell South, Southern Bell background. Uh, we, we measured a, everything. But uh, in, in any business, you need to, uh, you need to have some effective uh, benchmarks and, and goals and, and a way of measure them to see if you're achieving them. In other words, inspect what you expect. And particularly in a, in a competitive business, you need to meet and or exceed um, any customer commitments that you make. And as we like to say here, um, you know, if you can't be on time, be early. And said another way, uh, exceed the, the customer's expectations whenever you can. Excellent. Well, David, as we wind down the interview, I'm, I'm curious if there's anything else that we should know about Georgia Public Web. We're very customer focused. Uh, we've we've been profitable, if you will, for almost nine consecutive years now, which is unique for uh, I think telecommunication startups. And I think it's because we, um, you know, we, we've remained true to our mission. We have a strategic plan. We've got great employees. We've got great customers that uh, have allowed us to to grow with them. Um, and we're just a unique business. We're, um, you know, we're not trying to pretend we're any more than what we are. We continue to focus on our network, and and again, it is a unique network. So we can truly offer a competitive alternative here in Georgia. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Chris, and thanks for having me. Send us your ideas for the show. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Community Nets. Like us on Facebook. Our page is Community Broadband Networks. Thank you again to BKFM B-Side for their song Raise Your Hands, licensed through Creative Commons.